Welcome to Timberline Windsor. Thanks for joining us this weekend. We are a church family that strives to let love live in every facet of our lives. We at Timberline Windsor desire everyone, every man, woman, and child that calls this church family home to be a part of Connections. To join one today, visit our website or download the Timberline app. Enjoy today's message. Well, I want to make a special welcome first to our online crowd. Um, I know there are many of you that can't be with us today, but have chosen to be with us in that way. So we love you. We're with you as well. Uh, For those of you that are standing, I promise to make this short. And uh, for those in the Great Hall, can we give them a round of applause and let them know that they're part of us too and we love them? (laughs) Thank you for being out there, guys. Appreciate that. All month, Timberline has been in this Advent celebrating reality of the God of promises. And not just that he was a promise maker, but that he's a promise keeper. 100% faithful. When someone has been faithful to 100% of the promises that they've given, hopefully we get to the point where we trust them with their promises unreservedly. And, and especially with the promises that are yet to be fulfilled. That's what we're going to explore and celebrate today. Genesis 12, 2 through 3. God made Abraham a covenant promise of descendants and blessing, even when it seemed most impossible in his very old age. And God kept that promise. Deuteronomy 4:29. He promises that everyone who seeks him will find him, and God keeps that promise. In Philippians 1.6, he promises that whatever work he starts in a person's life, he will bring it to completion. And God faithfully and persistently keeps that promise. And we've said it before, it can be so easy for us to look over the pages and pages of scripture and years and years of God moving in people's lives and, and then say yes. He is a faithful God. He's a good God. He's true to his word. He knows what he's doing all along. I see that here. You know, it's kind of like in that way, the Bible is like a family photo album that you open it up and you start thumbing through the pages and you're just like, oh, I remember when that that great thing happened or, oh man, I didn't see that coming or flip another page. I, I never knew what was about to happen next. And similarly, we can take our Bibles and and we read stories about God's people and the challenges that they faced and, and the promises that he gave them and prophecies. And then we can flip all the way over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter one, and read it and go, see guys, God is always good to his promises. He's always faithful. God keeps his promises. It's so easy for us to look back And I don't want to make that any harder because that's kind of what Christmas is built on. We're supposed to look back and rejoice that he did it. It's much harder when we're in the in-between space of faith, though, isn't it? When the promise has been given, we've heard God say something, and yet we're waiting to see if that or when that is going to be real in our lives. When's that going to be true for me, if it's ever going to be true at all? I know that we're fast-forwarding a bit here in the Jesus story, but do you think that on the Saturday between Good Friday, the cross, 
and Easter Sunday, resurrection, that the disciples were sitting there on that Saturday just reminiscing about the goodness of God and how he's always faithful. No, I guarantee you they sat in a room and asked questions like, how could God let this happen? Is anything we've been led to believe true? What now? And listen, those kind of open questions, those kind of almost challenges to the faithfulness of God, if you've ever been there or if you're there right now, those are not inherently bad questions. God's not afraid or intimidated or threatened by those questions. So they're not bad questions. I do want us to recognize, though, if, if our circumstances have caused us to ask those kind of questions, then we're in a very vulnerable place. Because the circumstances that bring about those types of questions can knock us up our, off our game. They can disorient us. They can even whisper lies and deception. Can God really be trusted? So what do we do? What do we do in those times when we're waiting? We grab our photo albums and we hold fast to them, and we remember and we recall the faithfulness of God. Yes, I know I don't feel God's faithfulness right now, but I look over the past and I see a perfectly faithful, good God. That's the best sense of what we're doing on Christmas. We grab all the songs that we've sang before and the stories that we've heard before, and we, we bring it all together in tradition and celebration, remembering he's still the same faithful God. He's still true. God has never been absent, even if it's felt like it. I remember as a little kid, of one of my earliest memories, actually, as a very little kid swimming up at Chimney Park Pool, just a handful of blocks away from here, and and I was kind of walking alongside with my hands on the edge with my dad kind of following me as I headed into the deep end. And at some point, I did what's kind of predictable. I let go. And all of a sudden now, I'm underwater. And I'm panicked. And, and I know I'm going to die. I'm never going to take another breath again. At least that's how it felt in the moment. And of course, what happened is my dad was right there. He reaches down and he grabs me out of the water and he saves me. He was always there by my side. It just felt like he wasn't. Is anybody there this Christmas? You need to know God is 100% faithful to you, to be there with you and for you. Just sometimes, I get it, it doesn't feel like it. Maybe it doesn't feel like it because of our own waywardness. Or maybe it doesn't feel like it because I'm underwater and all I'm focusing on is how I can't breathe. I know it feels like God's not faithful, but we can know. Christmas tells us that we can know his greatest promise was kept. And if this is true, it makes sure everything else is true. God has never been far from you, even if it's felt like it. He has never not been for you, even if it's felt like it. Deuteronomy 31.8, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise of God. Isaiah 41.10, this one really hit me earlier in one of the services as it related to my Chimney Park incident. 
It is the Lord, sorry, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I know you're underwater. I'll grab you. You won't drown. I have you. We doubt God's timing. We doubt the means that he he uses to bring about our salvation and his will in our life. We even are confused by the struggles and the suffering that we have. But at some point, sooner or later, God proves his faithfulness and his goodness, 100%. There's a song out there by a guy named Danny Gokey right now. Um, I'll read the lyrics, not sing them, don't worry. It says this, have you been praying and you still have no answers? Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping that things would have changed by now? Have you cried all the faith you have through so many tears? Don't forget the things he has done before. And remember, he can do it all once more. It's like the brightest sunrise waiting on the other side of the darkest night. Don't ever lose hope. Hold on and believe. Maybe you just haven't seen it yet. You're closer than you think you are. Only moments from the break of dawn. All his promises are just up ahead. Maybe you just haven't seen it yet. I figure with kids in here and family services this week, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little reflection on the promises of God and how they've been kept from one of my favorite Bibles. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it, it reflects on God's promises like this. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, he came. And there in the stable amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he had. And for the older kids in here, I'll read a little bit from our big boy Bible, uh, Matthew 1, verses 22 through 23. All this took place to fulfill. God had made a promise. This is his fulfillment. All of this, what we celebrate at Christmas time took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Promise kept. This is the greatest chapter in our family album. Similarly, there will come a day, just like we can stand on this side of Good Friday and, and Easter Sunday and look back and say, yep, he did it. He did it. He's a faithful God. There will come a day where everything will be seen clearly 
and can be proven about God's faithfulness. Can you fathom that? Everything. We see things now dimly, like, like looking at the world through a glass, as the Bible tells us. There will come a day where everything will prove his faithfulness, 100%. So we invite you this Christmas to remember. Remember, take out your Bibles like they're photo albums and reflect on the promises that God has given you. Maybe if you're someone like me that uses a prayer journal, go back over the times you've needed God and called upon God and reflect. Use what God has done before. In fact, this weekend, um, because we don't have outline points and, and the Timberline app active I want us to look at this. I want you to maybe even take a picture of this, use it as a wallpaper on your phone for a week. Keep this promise in front of you. Remembering God's faithfulness in the past so you can solidify your faith in the present. Remember God's faithfulness in the past so that you can solidify your faith in the present. Remember God's faithfulness in the past so you can solidify your faith in the present. I saw a disclaimer on a lawyer commercial uh, earlier a couple of weeks ago, and it, with the clients telling their testimonies about what the lawyer had done for them, there was this line across the bottom of the screen that flashed, past performance does not guarantee future results. They have to say that. God doesn't. His past performance is his guarantee of his future results. What he did on Christmas is his guarantee that even when it seems impossible, even when it seems like there's no chance, it's dark, I can't see a way through this. The Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday proves to us he knows what he's doing. He's 100% faithful, and we can trust him. So I'm going to invite the worship team back up, and, and we have a bit of a tradition here at Timberline Windsor where we get to, to light our candles and sing O Holy Night, and, and for a little bit, it's going to get dark in here before we light all the candles, and it gets all kinds of magical and probably breaks a few fire codes with all the people in here. And um, I want us to use, we're all looking forward to that time where it's magical, and everybody's holding up their candle. I want us to use the point of darkness as a point of reflection. When it gets dark in here, and when you're waiting for all the lights to kind of spread through the building and remind us that the light does shine in the darkness, I want you to reflect when it gets dark in here. Where are you waiting on the promises of God? Where are you waiting for the light to shine through and God to be proven faithful for you? Because we know there will come a time where we're all holding our candles high as a proclamation in the darkness that he came and he is faithful. And I want to pray over you over that. If you're waiting on God's promises or if you've never found him and accepted him as that great promise keeper, I want to pray for you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, I thank you for every soul hearing the sound of my voice right now joining here in the great hall, online, whatever it looks like. I pray that there is not a soul that doesn't know you as the great promise keeper personally. That Jesus, we don't have to clean up our act or take steps for you because the truth is you never left us. And on the cross, you said it is finished 
which means there is now no longer any condemnation for those that place their trust in Christ Jesus. And you are worthy of our trust. We love you and I pray for people that need to know your light in the darkness before it's been realized that we can stir our faith to trust you and know you and hold fast because that's the only hope we have in the darkness. Jesus, you are the light of the world. Amen. We hope you encountered the love and power of Jesus in today's service. If you're interested in giving, for joining serving opportunities, and much more, visit TimberlineChurch.org connect. Have a great week. Go be the church and let love live.